As a writer, I started journaling as soon as I could pick up a pen. In 2010, I decided to journal in a much more public way by creating my blog, emmasthing.com. That's what he said is an extension of my blog and what I like to consider a weekly peek into my personal journals. As someone who's always had a knack for making the ordinary extraordinary, each week you can expect to hear all about what the hell I've been doing, what I'm reading, watching, and listening to, and plenty of opinions and asides along the way. Consider me your office bestie you don't hang out with outside of work, but love to catch up with. Welcome to That's What He Said. Oh, well, look who it is. It's me, Emma's Thing. Welcome back to the actual last episode, the first and last episode of the month of October, right. as we are just uh, a week and a half away from getting married and then two weeks away from leaving for our honeymoon and I'm not going to be recording in Italy. So welcome to the first and last episode. I'm so glad to have you here. And today with me, I have none other than the future Mr. Emma Golden, Zach Miller himself. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Bob. Hi. How are you? Good. That's good. I'm not. This is interesting to see you in the flesh, speaking through the microphone and hearing it at the same time. But we recorded together once. I know, but it was different in the closet. That's true. Way closer to your face. Yeah, because the last episode, I totally fucked up. I There's a specific setting on this Bluetooth mic that allows for interviewing, but you need to be like facing one another because it's basically in the shape of an eight. What do they call that? Infinity. Yeah, or something like that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, like the infinity sign. Right. Um, and any time that I've recorded with anyone, interview style with this microphone, we've been sitting next to each other. Mm. So that's where the fuck up occurred. But and I, I sounded like I wasn't there. Yeah, like literally. Yeah. On, you know what? The, the episode that we recorded together <laughs> was like the equivalent of the House of the Dragon episode from Sunday where like basically it's like, did I even see an episode because yeah. this the screen was pitch fucking black god seriously i posted about that by the way this week and it's not just us oh god no babe it's it's not just us to the point like we have felt that way about like most of the house of the dragon episodes but it was so bad on sunday that like there's like buzzfeed articles about it and like yeah. people like wrote into like hbo like well and it's you know stuff. we watch it with subtitles yes which are super bright when it's that dark correct and it's already hard to not just read the subtitles and watch what's going on and kind of go back and forth anyway. Right. For me anyway, because I'm a slow reader and I like to just like stare at a word for 10 seconds before I actually read it. <laughs> so I don't know if I saw anything. I saw whisperings of things. <laughs> like it was just the most bizarre. It was just, it was very bizarre. But anyway, um, that's how our our first episode of this podcast was that we recorded together, but I figured it out. And yes, Bowie. Okay, so just so you guys can understand the setup right I now. Wish, I wish we had video. Of this I know. So this everybody is, could see oh my God, the oh madness. My God. So Zach and I are in his office slash our workout room slash my podcast recording slash room. Slash tool shed slash yes. bicycle storage. Yes, slash um, safe room um, slash yeah. everything. And we are on the floor. It's not the safe room. 
it's not the safe room. No. no. Um, we are on the floor <laughs> facing each other, sitting on either side of this workout bench with the microphone prop between us. Um, our knees are touching. Zach is supporting his back on his exercise ball that's being supported by his desk chair, which is being supported by his desk. <laughs> <laughs> but mainly our knees are touching. And my the back of my knees are sweating so fucking hard. And Can you feel it? Yes. It's- <gasps> It's wet and I'm sticky. I'm sorry. <laughs> this Dang. is turning into a whole other kind of podcast. <laughs> um, and the, the dogs are in here with us as well because they literally have attachment issues and can't be left alone when we're in the same room. So anyway, hi. Welcome. And we're in. We're doing it. We're already recapping what we're watching. We are. I know. But that's not until part two. So I'm let's go over part two. <laughs> let's go over part one, which is our week last week. And I have some notes to help us along good but i think this i don't will, remember I, th- <laughs> I think this will be really fun because you might have different perspectives on our activities than me okay wednesday night you go in order from beginning to end sequential yes, yes. okay you know this i do know this but it's it's all different in front of you live on the podcast <laughs> are you okay no <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? What am I doing? <laughs> okay. So Wednesday night is when I tested whether or not you could read my mind. And I came out to the back and um, I just stood there. Yes. And you were like, oh, are you going to order in food? And I was like, no. And you're like, do you want to go to Mia's? <laughs> and I was like, holy fuck, that's literally just, exactly what I was thinking. You had the the taco look on your mind I and did. on your face. <laughs> all written all over me. Yeah, from your mind to your face. Um, to me. So we went to Mia's. Great choice. Yeah. Always, oh, and I got that choice. fucking the chicken. That was insane. Well, and you asked for cucumbers. Remember that? Oh fuck! See, this is why I wanted to recap <laughs> with you. Yes. So I'm I'm still you know we're still like intermittent fasting and trying to do whole foods up until the wedding. You guys, we're so close. And so we went to Mia's, and typically like we eat our weight in the chips and salsa. Oh, yeah. Like, we go through at least two baskets, if I not mean, three. That's every Mexican restaurant I've ever been to. Right. It's but theirs is, like, really fucking good. Super thin chips, which are my favorite. Yeah. They give you your own salsa bowl. Yes. Which is also key, so you're not having to share. It really is. And they come by with, like, the, you know, Costco-level refiller of yeah. salsa, and it just... It, spits out of like with like a spout with a spout it's like it's like a pitcher of salsa it's a pitcher it's a pitcher with a little nozzle on it and they release it and it just dumps salsa in your it's like constant refilling like the water (laughs) nothing ever you never see the bottom of your dish cup or anything at mia's it's never it it is it's incredible great but it also encourages overeating of chips and we do that every time every time um and so our waiter came by and he didn't speak the best english and I fucked up because he was just asking us what we wanted to drink. And I was like, I'll have a water. And also, could I get like a side of um, like cucumber slices? Yeah. And that threw him for a fucking loop. Yeah. I was confused too, to be honest. Oh, great. Okay. So we're just Just like, because of how quickly you said it. Mm-hmm. He was like. I was panicked. He was thinking, I'm going to get like a guacamole order and then maybe a drink order. Right. And you're like, can I get. It was like, here's chips. Can I get water and cucumber? And he's like, oh, cucumber water. 
And I was like, no. See, I see. It was too close together. And okay. if you don't speak very good English, are, are you still English? <laughs> you just go if you don't speak very good English. <laughs> Is it Saturday? Is it Saturday? We're we going to the park. So yeah, that was like a very confusing thing. Uh, but we finally figured it out. And I was really proud of myself. I got like 10. They gave me like 10 cucumber slices. I dipped those bitches in ranch. I dipped them in salsa. I didn't have one fucking chip. I didn't have one chip. It is fresh cucumber. I know. It was really good. And they have good chips. So props to you. Thank you. Um, And then I ordered this like really delicious. I don't know if anyone who listens goes to Mia's, but you should. I ordered Mama's Chicken Con... Yungos or something. I can't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure it just means like chicken with mushrooms. Mm. It was so fucking good. I mean, they just do chicken so well there. Yeah. They just marinate the shit out of it. They do. And they and they grill it to perfection. Yeah. So anyway. Great service, great food. Go to Mia's. Get in, get out. Get on with your Mexican life. Yes. <laughs> okay, so then Thursday, um, Thursday during the day, um, the extra rehearsal dinner outfits that I ordered when I had a panic last week arrived, and I ended up finding my rehearsal outfit from the two things that I ordered. It's from Reformation, and a really big win for me is that I've gone down a full fucking size in Reformation since like spring, like a full ass size. I mean, that's badass. Thank you, baby. It really is. Thank you. It's a feat. I was very, I was shocked. Is a size, so for guys, mm-hmm. like the waist is in inches. Yes. So if I went down a size in my waist, it'd be an inch. Right. Is it like the same? No, no, it's that, not. That doesn't make sense because it's the full body, right? Right. Do you... I don't know. It's, I mean, women's sizing is so fucked up. But... So if you're, if you're tall and skinny, is that a different size than if you're short and skinny? No, but it should be. But no, it's not. Because, like, there is no universal sizing, you know? See, this is where, like, if guys were probably on this podcast, I'd be like, whoa, that's a good question. But I'm still, I'm sure <laughs> your audience are like, oh, she, she's marrying a fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm sure they're But, not. like, I've never thought about it before. Well, I mean, you haven't had to. Like, you haven't needed to, you know? But, it, I mean, no. So, it, like, if you're dealing with, like, pants... Pant sizes are inches, so it's like 28, 30. So like 28-inch waist, 30-inch right. waist, whatever. But with like uh, one pe- like dresses or like rompers, jumpsuits, stuff like that, then it goes to like a 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 11, 14, 8, like whatever scale. Oh. And I don't even know what the fuck that means. Just, I don't even know what it means. Is it universal? Um, I would say, no, it's not universal at all. You know why? Because... I could be a U.S. eight in something, and that would be the equivalent to U or to a U.K. twelve oh. or something like that. I mean, it's it's so fucked. So that's why that's why. And I've heard of a size zero, which makes no sense to me. <laughs> it doesn't. You know what, babe? It doesn't make sense to me either. How could that, you be a zero size? Right. And what's is there less than zero? Double zero. And you know who's double zero? Kate Fuck. Moss. Probably, but also Kelly. 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 Fucking Kelly. She's the tiniest. Okay. Thursday after work, we took both dogs for a walk, which you advised me against, but I'm stubborn and I want us to do things as a family and I insisted. 
it didn't go swimmingly. It wasn't horrifying, but it also wasn't the best. And it was a simple walk. We just walked them to Alamo Club, our one of our favorite places, and we got one spicy margarita each, which were delicious. They were mm, very the on best. point that night. It was a it was a little stressful. It's a little stressful. Here's the thing. <clears throat> I'm not the best dog owner in the sense that I haven't trained Bowie to walk properly on a leash and be around other dogs. And then when he's with Cece, them together, it's it's even worse yeah. in terms of their behavior. Yeah. And so this is on me to and us yeah. to just if we're going to be doing if we're going to be taking them out, we just got to we're going to have to train them more. I know. And like he's, that's the thing. It's like, it's frustrating because he's such a fucking amazing dog and he's such a goober and he's great with dogs like who come over to visit and they're friends dogs and like they get used to each other pretty quickly and he's playful and all of that. But I just, yeah. In the hood with Cece. Yeah. Because Cece is an instigator and she barks. Yeah. She knows. And that gets Bowie going. She knows. She's way smarter than Bowie. Bowie's a, a dumb bulldog and he's great he's a he's a love bug and he's awesome and he's funny he's got a lot of personality but he's kind of dumb and cc's smart right and cc's like oh i I bet i can get bowie to go after this dog i don't think it's malicious though no it's it's like she just wants to see the train wreck it's just entertainment for her she's a little bitch she's like oh hey bowie what do you think about that over there and like bowie Otherwise, probably wouldn't even give a shit. And he's but... like, oh, yeah, 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 fuck you. And <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. And then it just gets all amped up. He couldn't bite anybody if he wanted to because his face is so smushed in. So right? true, yeah. Like, I've seen him, like, you know, when he gets uh, in those moments, it's not like full out aggression, but it's it's puffing up. Right. Which is the kind of shit that, you know, as a dog owner, you've got to just kill it immediately yeah um which is what i've got to be better about and just staying on top of it and exercising him especially as a because he's only two and he's got a lot of energy yeah which would probably do it but that's that's the thing so yeah so i mean cc's always been really good on a leash i'm very fortunate for that but it's like once we got to alamo club and like you know we're just trying to be outside it's any dog that walks by, Cece starts going and then Bowie starts going even more, is like way more intense than her. And he starts, his is like very aggressive, whereas hers is like, she's not going to fucking do anything. Yeah. And so, I don't know. So it really stressed Zach out and I completely understand why. We just, I don't know. We need a different game plan, I suppose. Here's the other thing. Bowie's a small bulldog. Yeah. But he's still 50 pounds. And when he pulls on the leash, even when he's got a collar, it'd be worse if he had a harness, but he wears a collar. Why do you think it'd be worse if he had a harness? Because then he could, it's not choking him. He could just use his full body. But you'd be able to, like, wouldn't you be able to handle it more? I don't know. I think it'd be bad either way. Regardless, he he would pull. Like, because he pulls until he chokes himself out, it seems like, because he pulls so hard. And since he's so strong and so low to the ground, when he pulls, like, he could drag. A chair, you know. So oh, he could drag more than and a that's, chair. You know, that just that's always in the back of my mind. Yeah. Like when we're on a patio or something. Yeah. Well We'll get it sorted out. It's not it's not unfixable because he's fine with other dogs in certain scenarios when he's when Cece's not around to really amp him up. Yeah. Um 
We'll figure it out. All right. Just I gotta... trust you. <laughs> we got to. Okay. We're not going to be those guys with a, those, those people with, you know, a mean dog. No, babe. That is literally my fucking nightmare. That is my nightmare. That's, I think. I hate those people. That That's worse than people with like an asshole child. Mm. Like, you know. I guess, no, you're right. Because it's like children, children are only trainable to a certain extent. Right. It's like they are their own humans. Like you can't really control them after a certain point. But dogs like. I look at it like this. Like if you see, if you're at a playground, which I'm at all the time, obviously. And you but see, like kind of because you have your job. <laughs> true. And you see a, a parent with a kid that's like an asshole. He's like. He's, he's just a terror on the playground. He's he's biting, kicking people, throwing the mulch in other kids' faces. You look at... It's just an example. Um, you look at that parent and you're like, oh, man, that sucks. I feel bad for you. But, you know, it's your kid. It's like... Versus you're at the dog park and someone's got a dog that's just terrorizing other dogs. You look at that person you're like, what the fuck are you doing here with your dog? Yeah. Like, why do you have that? What's wrong with you? Yeah. What's wrong with you and your dog? Right. Like, it's more of, you have a choice in that versus if you have an asshole kid, maybe just had an asshole kid. Right. Like, you did everything right, but... Sometimes that happens. God, I hope that doesn't happen to us. Oh, Oh. Just don't take them to the playground, I guess. I guess not. Okay. So, once we did that, we came home and I made that really good chicken pesto pasta with my homemade pesto. I like how you just segue. Keep this moving. What do you, are you being facetious? No, I just, I was still thinking about playgrounds. I know. I could like, honestly, like I could tell that if I did it, if I didn't continue, we were going to be talking about that for like 30 minutes. So moving on. Um, You remember the pesto chicken pasta? Yeah, it's great. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Um, And then uh, we started the terrible, terrible dark journey with uh, the seating chart for our wedding. That that began on Wednesday night. It was awful. And we'll discuss why it was so bad in our segment where we're answering y'all's um, wedding questions because someone did ask why was it so bad. So I will, we'll save that. We'll save that. We don't need to talk about it right now. Cool. Um, and then Friday, Zach got a haircut mm. um, and I went with him um, mm-hmm. and met his hairdresser for the first time. And um, that was cute. And then we had lunch at True Food Kitchen. Yep. Which was delicious. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was it was good. Oh, you didn't love yours? No, it was really wet. Yeah. What did you get again? Um, some noodle bowl. Like a it, I, like I the Korean was, noodle bowl. Yeah, or something? I think it was curry. Um, no, Korean. But also curry? Oh, I don't know. No, maybe not. No. Maybe it was just Korean. Yeah. <laughs> Korean curry? Racist. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was, I don't know. It was just a little too wet. That I mean, is not what he said. <laughs> no, ever. Ever. Um, well, maybe. Um, no. <laughs> I got the forbidden poke bowl and it was fucking delicious. So. Yeah. I just feel like you can never go wrong with a poke bowl. I love them. As long as it's fresh. As long as that shit's fresh. Yeah. Um, and then when we parted ways, I spent two hours of my very precious time working on a completely different uh, layout for the seating chart and literally wasted all of all of those hours of my life. Um, and 
I will say that when that happened, Allie was like, please just like run things by me before you legitimately spend two hours of your day on something that we're not going to use. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, cool. Um, so needless to say, and then your day was like super fucking busy too after we parted ways. So needless to say, come Friday night, you texted me and you're like, I'm almost done with work. I need a stiff drink. Yeah. And that is when we went to Cosmos. That's right. Um, which is a super divey bar in the Lakewood area. And it's been there forever. I don't think it's divey. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I mean, because they got great food. Right. And I don't but know. But it's I like a dark... Like I would go there for dinner. And I don't a... think of dive bar as dinner. Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. Because Adair's has a great burger. And that place is definitely kind of divey. Oh. Oh, yeah. Wait. Do they still serve? Do I they still serve to. burgers I used to love there? their burgers. Okay. I, so I just looked up. Why do they call it a dive bar? And it says... According to the Oxford English Dictionary, the colloquial I love that word. Oh, I don't yeah. I don't even I know what, say that. I don't even know what it means. Colloquial? Oh, it's probably like I'm just gonna I'm gonna Google what that origin. is. Colloquial colloquial of language used in ordinary or familiar familiar conversation, not formal or literary. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the colloquial use of the word dive to describe a... The, so like the formal? Are you going to cut this? No, I'm not going to cut oh, this. I'm just trying to get through the description. I thought that was the, I'm going to cut this look. No. Like, shut the fuck up. No. Oh. But it, it was shut the fuck up and not, I'm, I'm not going to cut it. Um, <laughs> the colloquial use of the word dive to describe a drinking den or other reputable place of resort comes from the fact that these types of establishments were originally housed in cellars or basements into which frequenters may dive without observation Mm. so they're sketchy okay so they so dive bars are at the very core of them they're dark and they're sketchy and you don't need to be seen there and i just feel like it's definitely dark in there. It's very dark. And we saw some sketchy characters. Yes, we did. At least a couple. Yeah. Yeah. So including a an ex. Oh yeah. I we did. We saw one of my I mean, Zach didn't know who the fuck he was, but I saw one of my exes that I have not seen for five years. Yeah. And it was very funny and and, you know, again, with our intermittent fasting and whole foods situation going on, we both had two drinks. I was plastered. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I... It, two and done. I was acting like the equivalent of, like, I had, like, five drinks. Well, you know, tolerance is waning from your college years and your 20s, and this and is just, a good thing. And just, like, being so thin. That's right. But this it was really thing. funny because when we did see that ex... Um, all, all tipsy Zach could keep saying was that he was fat and stupid. (laughs) You're like, oh, he. Is that your ex? Oh, he's fat and stupid looking. Pretty much. (laughs) Like you're like, he has kind of like a tire around his waist and he's, he looks dumb. Yeah. It was really funny. Childish. It was, but it was so cute because that's like all you could come up with and it wasn't yeah. even that mean. I know. It was really adorable, babe. He looked harmless. Well, he was very harmful. Ooh. He was. 
He's very harmful. Well, he's just stupid fatso. He is. He's a dumb fatty. <laughs> um, so after we left Cosmos, we got Taco Bell. We did. <laughs> I was waiting for you to. Sorry, your so, dog's licking me. I know. Um, and it was delicious. It was a good. It was a good bell trip. It was a good bell trip. Um, and then we watched the latest episode of Great British Baking Show, mm. and I barely made it through. Um, and I was hiding under a pillow because I didn't want Zach to see that I was falling asleep because I knew that he would like try and transfer me to the bedroom. And I love sleeping on the couch when I can get away with it. CC, enough. Okay, everyone, please stop. And and that was our that was our Friday night. That was it. It was it was great. It was. It was a really good time. Saturday, we luckily were not hungover at all. Um, I think because like we literally only had two drinks and pretty much went to bed. Um, we had a very quaint morning walk to Houndstooth to get mm. some coffee. Best coffee in Dallas. Best coffee in Dallas. Shout out. Love you, Houndstooth. Um, and. And then we decided to get a proper breakfast at John's Cafe because we hadn't been eating breakfast all week and we were both very much in the mood. Euro omelet. Yes. One of the best breakfasts in Dallas. Yes. I am O. I am O as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what's so sad is when we were there, I posted about having breakfast there and a follower wrote me and said that she lives in the area and her neighbor told her, that John's Cafe is fucking closing like this winter because supposedly they're knocking down that little strip to build more apartments, Mm -hmm. which is the last thing that Greenville Avenue fucking needs. And I'm just like, I have a feeling, and this just came to me right now, I have a feeling that if that happens Mm -hmm. and they literally like have apartments on every corner of Greenville Avenue, Mm -hmm. that... We are going to be, I know like we talk about how much we love this area, mm-hmm. but I think we're going to be so fucking ready to get out of here because I think it's just going to be overtaken by younger and younger crowds and we're going to feel more and more irrelevant and just like we want to get to like legitimate neighborhood. Well, yeah. So <clears throat> unfortunately I'm in, you know, the development industry and just with what's going on in the world, uh, people are renting more. And more, not even, it's not even all young people, you know, more people are just out of the housing market in general. Because it's so expensive? Partly, you know, and now they're raising interest rates and it's so expensive to get a mortgage and it's expensive to build a house. So builders aren't building and they're just building for asset developers and it's just, it's weird. So anyways, more and more apartments. I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, but it's it is a bad thing when places like John's go away, regardless of whether they're going to close anyway, or it's because they're getting pushed out from development or whatever. I love places like that, and it's oh, they're they're becoming so scarce, right? That's what makes it so sad. Is like John's Cafe is I don't even know how long it's been. Well, definitely. 50 plus years. Yeah. Like he had, it, he had a 50 year anniversary shirt. The old guy that came out and brought our food out. Uh, yeah. John himself. Yeah. Yeah. So they've been around for at least 15 years and it's, it's a true diner. There's nothing fancy about it. Like old cash registers, 
the menu are still like, you know, like the little letters. Oddly placed pictures of like grease on the wall. Right. Hung in a weird arrangement with right. weird spacing between the frames. They're like, you want some sweet and low sugar? Literally, there is a massive utility size box from Costco on the counter. Go grab a pa- couple and packets. Get your own silverware. Yeah. 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 So and it's the best. It's so good. So if you haven't ever been to John's Cafe, just try try and try and get there before it goes away because I don't know if they're gonna reopen somewhere else or if they're just gonna like retire forever but well even when good records kind of moved out of the neighborhood that was unfortunate yeah it was it was it was so i don't know it's there's good things too we've got lots of good restaurants on our in our hood we do i can't complain i know so um and then once we were fueled up from breakfast zach part of like zach's to-do list that this past weekend was to get all of the random debris and wood and just like trash out of the backyard Mm. um and so i helped him load all of that into his truck and we drove all the way out to like where love field is basically yeah it's the transfer station the transfer station that goes to the dump so if you don't want to drive all the way to the dump you can go to the transfer station and dump your things there yeah and it's like you can dump you know all of the big couches yeah stuff that um wood yeah so we had like just leftover busted wood that wasn't salvageable so we took a couple loads of that and if you haven't gone to the dump or the transfer station it's an experience in itself which is why i was so glad to bring you with me so you could experience this it was a it was a wild ride you guys like it's literally this massive open it's a warehouse yeah it's a shed yes it's a warehouse and you drive into it and you literally back your vehicle up to like the very edge and or not to the very edge you just back your vehicle up and you literally just like throw all of your trash into a massive fucking pile and there's like a truck that comes through that sweeps it all a bulldozer a bulldozer that like bulldozes it all off the edge. The edge into like a massive, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Yeah, but it's it's like, that's the kind of behind the curtain type stuff that people should just be aware of. Like, yeah, I guys, have no idea. The dude's working in there and like, you know, like we just, we're constantly throwing shit away and like, oh, get it out of here. It's like, people are dealing with this shit and like, it's right. getting piled up, moved around. Like, I love that part of the world. <laughs> I mean, it was very eye-opening and like wild to see because yeah you're right like i throw shit shit away all the time and i don't think about it i don't think like where is this going what does that place look like i'm just like i don't know someone deals with it Uh, it is sad too just to see like those people next to us there's so multiple cars come in they line up and everybody just start there's almost a very uh, frenetic energy to the people unloading because it's like you want to get in and out Mm -hmm. so people are just throwing shit all over the place out of the back of their trailers and, and their trucks and the truck next to us had a trailer and they were they were they were breaking glasses and throwing books and things were yeah. shattering and like i felt like something was gonna hit us at one point i mean it's just it's a it's a wild ride it really is and the books <laughs> thing made me really sad i was like really you couldn't have gone to like half price books you're just like throwing them into like the the trash pit of hell yeah it made me sad so that was wild. And then for the rest of Saturday, 
we focused on finishing stringing together the fake wisteria for mm. wedding decor and Zach built our freaking huppa out of copper piping, um, which included a very late night run to Lowe's to pick up some more things that we needed for that. Um, we were just very being very domestic, but very productive, very productive as well. But he got it built and it's freaking awesome. I'm just like so excited that we're going to be standing under something to get married that Zach Bill, I just, it's like the coolest thing. Yeah, I mean, it's just a little, it's a simple frame. Yeah. But, but still. It, it looks good. It and looks good. I mean, good. it's copper, which is cool. It's yeah. cool material. Yeah. Yeah. So. And like, it'll be, you know, it'll be like it, slightly decorated. Yeah. The scale um, feels good. Yes. Your mom has decoration for it, right? No. Oh, uh, well, yes. We're going to use my grandma's tablecloth to dra- drape over the top. And then so like, cool. I think our floor is just going to like wrap some vines maybe do a little like pop of something here and there to like bring it to life but um it's just cool because i know it's simple and it was like pretty easy for you but you also could have ordered something offline and you didn't right and i think that's what makes it really special i love that for us i love that for us as well (laughs) so then sunday um our florist actually came by she picked up all the wisteria so that was amazing to hand off boxes to her because we've had a lot of boxes in this house for weeks. And Zach just spent the rest of the day or the rest of his weekend essentially getting the backyard in order, like power washing the concrete, cleaning it up, doing all of that. Um, I I went through my closet and I ended up switching out my summer shoes from my fall shoes, which I'm glad that I did that because um, I was able to list a bunch of more stuff on Poshmark because of it. Um, so I will link that in the show notes if you haven't checked out my Poshmark closet and are interested in maybe buying some of these things. Um, definitely check that out. And then we decided to end the weekend that we were going to do our last Hillstone Sunday um, as fiancés. Mm. And it was... It was perfect. God, that place is so good. It's so fucking amazing. They've got fried shrimp right now. Yeah, well, not right. Like, they added it to the main menu. Is that just going to be a standard? Yes. Yes. I love fried shrimp. I know you do. And they have a really good cocktail sauce. It's spicy. Do you get, do you feel like there's enough fried shrimp in the order? Probably not, but it's, you know, they, they subscribe to, generally, most of their dishes are right sized. Yes. In my opinion. Yes. Portion control. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think it's I think it's good. It's a good amount. Okay. Do you have to get something else with it? Yes. Well, you didn't even... I mean, all you got with it was broccoli. I mean, I guess we did the spinach artichoke dip God, too. broccoli was good too. Yeah, the broccoli is really good. Not too soaked in butter. Like Brentwood. Just a light soaking. Yes. Ugh. I love that. It's the way to do broccoli. It was really good. And Parmesan mm. cheese. Mm-hmm. Mm. delicious and the best martinis she knows how to shake it up best freaking martinis if you if you ever go in on the weekend and you see the bar there's two bartenders with jet black hair and they're always pulled back and really tight long braids one of them i know her name is rachel and she's our girl and she makes the best martini in dallas yeah like nothing compares yeah it's 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 just the best now, now i want one and well, it's Yom Kippur and we're fasting. And I really want water from all this talking to I'm sorry. Okay. 
So um, let's move into part two where we talk about what we've been watching. Okay, so as I mentioned um, on Friday night, we caught up with Great British Baking Show this season. I'm not like attached to anyone yet. I'll say that. Um, Yanush. I like Yanush. Well, y- oh, well, yeah. Yanush. The oh, cake and a bank week. Yes. He, I don't know if anyone... I mean, I'm sure you guys did catch this if you watch it, but when he one star baker of cake week he was so excited to call his boyfriend or husband and he said when he picked up the phone he was like i won star cake out of bake week <laughs> it was so funny and cute oh, so i can relate to that I so know, hard i know i know um and then we started to watch the junior bake show was that on saturday it was yeah, on saturday I, I tapped night out on that one. you did you tapped out you went to bed i stayed up and watched the rest of it I mean, it's really cute. It's kids and they're British. So like, I don't know if you can get cuter than that, but it is fucking chaotic. Like it stresses me the fuck out for them and the messes they make. And also how like they have these amazing visions, but like none of them can really come to fruition because they're like too complicated for their skill set. And, but it was really cute. Um, And then we talked earlier about how we watched House of the Dragon. I mean, incredible fucking episode. Holy shit. There's so much going on. I mean, Zach, how do you feel about it having not watched Game of Thrones? I feel like I missed out on Game of Thrones. Really? Yeah, I mean, this is so good. Is it essentially the same? Yes. Yeah. Like, it's, it is, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it is. Would you be open to watching Game of Thrones? Yeah, the part, the reason I never have is because I got behind on it and it was just such a time suck. Yeah. Like, I just... It overwhelms me to see, like, because they're all over an hour, like an hour episode, right? Yes. And it's how many seasons? Oh, my God. I don't even remember. I think, like, seven. Yeah. So, I'm like, well. Eight? Yeah. It was like that with, like, even, um, like, through COVID, I was like, all right. Everybody keeps talking about these Marvel movies. Oh, God. I'm going to get, I'm going to watch them so I know what the fuck's going on. Wow. I and never had any I interest. couldn't do it. It's it too overwhelming. Yeah. Just, I can't sit through stuff that, like that for too long. If you guys hear that thumping, Cece is just can't stop wagging her tail because Zach is giving her some loving. I'm trying to keep her from licking me. Well, that's one way to do it. Um, I will say that like we are going to have some extra time on our hands post-wedding festivities. So if you wanted to start GOT, we can go slow. <laughs> we can go slow, baby. Okay. Well, I'm loving House of the Dragon. It's you. You, you fucking love Game of Thrones so yeah. much. Oh my god, it's so good. Um, and then the other thing that we started watching was the new season of Glow Up, Jing Jong. <laughs> um, we watched. Bring every- out the models. <laughs> <laughs> we watched every season together. I'm you know, I'm, a, I love those types of shows. I do too. I used to love the uh, Project Runway show. I know you did. I mean, it's just, it's it's art, man. Yeah. And you are an artiste. Well, I, I just love people creating stuff and being passionate about it. Yeah. No matter what it is. I will say that like with Glow Up, I do feel like season after season, it's kind of like, I feel like the, um, the assignments start to get kind of repetitive. Well, of course. You know? Yeah. Um, but it's the human face, which is never repetitive, right? So oh that's why God. I think it works. Babe, that was so fucking tight. <laughs> what do you mean? That was such a cool statement. But you know, that's every every single human's face is different. And humans are art. Well, 
That's what God thinks. Wow, babe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I will say that the ending of the first episode of the new season shook me to my core. I was very upset. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone, but it was fucking weird. Um, It was so weird. The tension that was going on, the editing that had to happen, the reshooting and, and rewrites that had to happen to make that seem more seamless than it was. Very, very upsetting. Um, and I did not enjoy it. And I'm glad that that person is gone. And then the only update that I have on my reading front is that I finished book three and a half of the Court and Thorns and Roses series actually this morning. And I feel like book this this book three and a half, if you want to call it that, we can really just call it book four. I feel like it's very polarizing because it's a fluff book, like nothing really happens. Um, It's essentially just like, it's a story about Christmas um, in Valaris, Valaris, and um, you get to see the two main characters actually like be happy. And you know, they're definitely setting you up for the last book with all the tension and the, and the sister. You guys know what I'm talking about. So you can absolutely skip it. You won't miss, I don't think, anything like super pertinent. But I will also say it was very nice to have a super short read in between these long reads. And, you know, I love I love the main character's love story. And so it made me really happy to have some really touching moments with them in this book. And with that... Let's move in to what everyone's been waiting for for the past, let's check the time, 42 minutes. The Ask Easy Anything segment. As of this moment, we are getting married in 11 days. That's essentially a week and a half. We are both extremely ready, Mm -hmm. extremely excited. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. Can't wait. Cannot wait. So... I put out the question to followers to send in their ask easy anything burning questions, whether it be about the wedding, whether it's not about the wedding. I think most of it was about the wedding for sure. Um, and we have we have a good amount of questions to get through here. So let's just dive right in. I'm going to start with the two super easy ones. Um, so one of the questions... <laughs> One of the questions that we got is how many guests and not including Zach and I, we have 80 guests. Uh, I feel like it's a perfectly intimate size. Um, it's not a micro wedding by any means, but it's definitely not a big wedding. It's the perfect size wedding. Right. And we don't have huge families. Right. And a good portion of my family isn't able to make it. I mean, a lot of, you know, my, my dad's sisters are just old and yeah. not able to travel and, Um, and I think it's great. I think, you know, the people that we want to be there are going to be there. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, because it's such a select group, it's like the people that are there, we want them there so badly. That's why we invited them. And so it's just going to be very, very special. Now, someone did send in a question and all it's, (laughs) all it said was lingerie question mark. Oh, you know it. I don't <laughs> I don't know what they were asking. I don't know what they were asking. Like, am I wearing special lingerie 
during the wedding? Absolutely not. Um, do I have plans to change into it? Um, to lose my virginity? <laughs> um, that is the plan. That's the plan. Oh, wow. Um, am I taking some on our honeymoon? A hundred percent. Sweet. That's all that I can tell you. And I hope that you have some sexy you know, chaps or some shit for me. Okay, so now let's get into the meat of things. So this question was asked a couple of times, so I kind of just like combined this into one big question. So how involved was Zach in planning and was there anything that he had to have or didn't want? Hmm. I want your perspective on this. I don't know. I'm curious what your perspective is because... I felt like I was involved, but you probably feel like I was less involved than I was. I feel like you have been the perfect amount of involved. I think that being up against me and my sister and my mom is a lot. Mm -hmm. And that I would have loved for you to be even more involved than you were for some things. But it's just Mm, like... Like what? Like, um, I would have loved if you could have come to the last planning meeting that we had with our uh, wedding coordinator. But again, like it was during the work, it was like during like a weekday. Right. And it's like, honestly, it it's like you not coming to stuff like that and me not insisting on it was my way of protecting you against all of the chaos and back and forth and all of this shit that I know you care about, but at the end of the day, like there weren't any decisions being made that were like changing the entire tone of the wedding, you know? So yeah, I mean, I feel like you've been, I think, I think like in terms of how I know it normally is with uh, men and weddings, I feel like you've been very much involved, like maybe a little more so than some grooms are. Yeah. But I also know that like, I'm a control freak and like, you know, I've been the one who's like, Hey, like you need to do this. You need to do that. Right. So that's, that's also kind of how we are. Yeah. Like, and you know, I, I enjoy this kind of stuff too. Like, you know, event planning and, and things is enjoy. It, I think it's fun. Um, cause you're crafting a party essentially and you get to control the way that it looks and everybody's experience. And, and since it's all about you anyway, you, you should be having a say and in, in involved with how it turns out. So, um, but I can see how I, I try to take the approach. I don't want it to be contentious at any point so i'll take a back seat if i feel like it might get that way right and maybe that feels like i'm not being involved on certain decisions i just think that like i said i think wedding planning is harder because it involves the family and involves the mom if it had just been us planning like an epic party obviously it would have been very different but i'm i mean i'm happy with the way that I'm happy with our levels of involvement is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you that you felt you had to have or or things that you were like, I absolutely don't want to do this? Just got to have that purple and gold, baby. Um, just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, not really. Yeah. Um, no. I, I, I mean, I would have been happy if we 
eloped. I know. You know what I mean? And, and at the same time, I would have been happy if we went to a beach and destination wedding where they take care of everything and you're, you're not really responsible for doing as much as you've been responsible to do. Yeah. Especially without really a wedding planner necessarily. Right. With just you and your, your sister doing it all and your mom. Yeah. So... <clears throat> So this is, I think this is probably the best though, because it's the, the biggest expression of you and our story, especially considering it's right down the street from where we met, which is pretty wild if you think about it. It is. Like we literally met basically on the corner where we're getting married. Yeah. It's like not even like a quarter mile up the road. Right. So yeah. that's a pretty cool story. It's amazing. Yeah. So, so no, I don't, I don't, I don't. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just move on to the next one. Oh, God. Okay. Any tips for writing vows? Gosh, please tell me. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something like that. Um, yeah. I mean, mine are done, but also, like, I am a writer, and I really love to write about my feelings. I will say that I had, like, I wrote them initially, like, months and months and months. I think I wrote them like a month after we got engaged and I did go back and revisit and I changed a lot. Um, I would just say like, I can't, there's really no like tips. Cause like it needs to come from the heart. The only advice that I can give you is that don't overthink it because you don't need that added pressure on yourself. It's like, you could say so many different things in so many different ways you could rewrite them over and over and over and over again. And you still will be like, ooh, but what if I had said this? Oh, wait, I left that out. I think just like go with your gut. Um, I think the best way to approach it is to sit down and just like fucking brain dump. Like all of the things, if you had all the time in the world, all the things that you would want to say. And then from there, you can kind of like piece it together. That's that's my that's my advice. I'm taking notes. Keep going. <laughs> That's great advice. Thanks. Yeah, I don't I don't have advice for that. You haven't written yours. Mm, I've been thinking about it. But like you haven't written yours on paper yet. They're in my head. Are you going to write them down? Of course. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah. Um, okay, so someone said, Z, what are you most excited about during these upcoming nuptial celebrations? Nuptial celebrations? Yeah. Wow, how about that? I know, right? I was um, like, oh, wow. I mean, I'm excited for so many things, of course, to see you, um, because one, you are such a, you're such a magnetic force and especially in front of people, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, you see it when you're around people. Um, that's probably why people listen to your podcast. You can probably hear it too, but especially in front of people, I, it's going to be cool to see you and it's not like performing but, you know, like to see you as the center of attention uh, when you already are in so many ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's going to be cool. Um, yeah. Because one, you relish in it and it's going to be cool to see you in, in that element. Whereas me, it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be entertaining from a different fact because I'm the opposite. I don't I'd rather be, you know, in the stands um, instead of in front of people. But <clears throat> That's one thing I'm looking forward to. Okay. Uh, looking forward to <clears throat> seeing some friends I haven't seen in a long time, especially 
these friends who we used to all be together when I lived in Florida. And now we haven't all been together for years. And we live in different parts of the country with varying sizes of families and everybody's leaving the kiddos behind and, and coming to a party like we used to ah. down in down in Florida. I so can't that, wait. I can't wait that's to gonna be that. fun. Can't wait to hear what my best man says. Aww. It's gonna be a wild ride <laughs> and, and terrifying. I think it's gonna be amazing. Embarrassing for sure. Yeah, definitely. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Love it. What about you? Oh, I mean, I feel like everyone's asked me this a thousand times, but I don't even, I'm just so excited. Like, I don't, it's not really just one thing. Like, I think it's really just that we get these two days of celebration and everyone that means something to us is going to be there. And I, I literally can't wait to be your wife. Like, Mm. I am so excited. Like, literally, I'm so excited for our officiant to be like, you are now husband and wife. Like, Zach, I just, I'm just, I just, I don't have, I can't, obviously, I have no words. I can't talk. And I am very excited to be in my element and be the center of attention. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, lots of people asked about the honeymoon. Um, So, how did you all decide on Italy and have you been before? I have not, Zachary. I have. I studied over there in 2006, did a semester there through the summer too, which is when Italy won the World Cup. So that was, that was wild. Um, And I've been back a few times, but never to where we're going. I've never been to Sicily, which is where we're starting and spending the bulk of our trip. Yeah. So. Um, And I mean, I think we decided on it. I mean, we were going back and forth about a lot of, not a lot of different places, but like at one point we were like, oh, let's go to like, where were you going? Like Patagonia, like well, Spain. I want to take advantage of the opportunity to go far. Yeah. Because it's going to be one of the longer breaks from our getaways from work. Right. But then it's also, well, what do we really would love to eat and drink and what better than Italian food? <laughs> so, I mean, that's part of it. And also like, I just, Italy's like my Number one, like I've only been out of the country once. It was in 2007. I haven't, I've never been to the UK. I've never been to Spain. I haven't been to like Ireland, Scotland, Italy, all of like the kind of big hitters. And Italy has always been my number one. Like the next time that I get to travel internationally, I want to go to Italy. And like, what better time to do it than with my fucking husband on our honeymoon? Perfect. So... Um, and we're going, we are going pretty much right after the wedding. We leave the Tuesday after. So we were just talking about this last night, but like my goal is to be packed before then. And men versus women, Zach was like, what? But like, we have Monday to pack. And I was like, that's cute. I will not be <laughs> fucking packing for an international trip the day before, but you do you, baby. <laughs> um, I'll forget something for sure. I won't let you. I'm literally <laughs> going to try my fucking hardest. I really am. <clears throat> Merit actually has like outlet converters to give us to borrow. Oh, nice. So we don't have to worry about that. Thanks, Merit. Thanks, Merit. Someone asked, how did you guys come up with a budget you both agreed on? So my parents are paying for our wedding. I'm incredibly blessed and fortunate, mostly that they didn't. Thanks, Ellen. And Richard, Richard, mostly that they didn't give up hope that like I actually would get married someday and like 
kept that money aside for me. So they gave us our budget. Now, we have also done a bunch of wedding-related stuff outside of the budget with our own money. Um, but we haven't done so much that we like needed to like put a number on it. It was basically like, I ended up buying my wedding dress because my mom bought my first one. (laughs) Yeah, so fair. (laughs) You know, Zach got his suit. We got, you know, a lot of the decor with our own money, groomsmen's gifts, bridesmaids gifts, stuff like that. So yeah, we didn't, we didn't have like our own personal budget set. No. And honestly, it's, it's amazing how expensive these weddings are. So it's, so appreciative of the Goldens. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, it's, I don't know. It's, that's like a whole thing I'll talk about post-wedding. But it's like the weirdest thing because. And we're not even, we're not blowing it out either. Not at all. That's yeah. what I was going to say is like, even if you want to have like a pretty simple, smaller wedding, it's still like, it's just unbelievable and really highlights how frivolous big like weddings are Mm -hmm. um and i i do get why people elope i totally get that but at the same time it's like just the idea of like being with all of our people and having this celebration is so exciting too so Mm -hmm. anyway um okay so then someone asked why was the seating chart so stressful how do they know it was stressful oh because i posted that it was (laughs) because like i was you know, it was like my bit for a few days, basically. Mm. I was like, oh my God, seating chart. Oh my God, seating well, chart. Well, can I, can I also say that one, generally furniture layout is one of the hardest things ever. Wow. Because, and this is a shout out to anybody who does like interior design, because it is just like, for whatever reason, we get into it periodically with what we do. And it is so difficult just to like lay out seating and arrange an open space with a functional furniture arrangement. Yes. Now we were limited with this particular deal because we only had either rectilinear tables of a certain size. Mm -hmm. They could only seat so many people effectively. And then circular tables of a certain size where you're trying to not overcrowd those as well. So that made it even harder because we only had two things to work with. And then, you know, it's an old venue with columns that are oddly spaced. And so just laying it out in there was also a challenge. Um, So that made it even more difficult. Now, the people part of it, uh, that's, that's just, you know, I think that that's probably every wedding. Yeah. 100%. Some people care. Some people don't. Exactly. Um, I'm in the don't care camp. Right. Um, But you know, I get it. People care. Yeah. And, and You're they, saying like people care who they sit next to, who they don't sit well, next to. Well, just like if if you go to a wedding and for whatever reason you get a seat that you feel like is not as good of a seat as your uncle or whatever, right? That if you're weighing that in your brain, you know, there are those people. And I I get it to a degree. You know, but at the same time, like if your whole family's at one table at, at the front and you're part of that wedding party and you're not at that table, you're at the back. Right. That's that's odd. Right. But other than that, like whatever, yeah. you know, that's kind of how I feel. I'm like, sit me by sit me by Uncle Larry 
who nobody wants to sit next to because he talks all night. Like I'll talk to Larry. You know, I know. what I mean? And that makes that's what makes you so special. Yeah. And I do also want to just take a second to compliment you and say that I just think that you're fucking amazing on a podcast. Wait. Like everything that you just explained about like kind of like our limitations and what we were like up against with the seating chart, like really explained it very well. So well, we've talked you. about it too. So I know. To but, be fair. But you were very articulate. Oh, wow. That's a first. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, everything Zach said. And yeah, I mean, I just think that like every guest list has stipulations and it's like these people want to be with these people but don't put them next to this person you know just shit like that and then like you have a couple stragglers that you're like i don't know exactly where to put them and all those singles oh stop (laughs) it stop no that's not it because like all of my all of my friends like outside of the bridesmaids all of my friends like mira amy laura all of them they're all gonna be at a table together and it's amazing um it's like you know, one of my parents' random friends from freaking 30 years ago. And I'm like, where the fuck do I put him? And so, and like Zach was saying about like limitations with like seating capacity at these tables, the round tables, essentially, just to make it like very simple for you guys, they, they can fit up to 10, but they suggest no more than eight because then it gets really crammed. And it's just like the way that it worked out, we have like a couple of 10 tops, we have a couple of eight tops, we have a nine top, we have a six top, we have a couple of seven tops. So it's just like, whatever, we did the best that we could, but it was very stressful and um, uh, uh, I don't even know. It's, it, I think it's, it's, we figured it out. We did figure it out and that's all that matters. Okay, what are y'all packing for Italy? Layers. No idea. <laughs> We got a wedding. Yeah, I know, <laughs> After right? the wedding, I'll, I know. I'll be digging through my laundry trying to wash stuff. Oh, God, help me. Definitely layers because I think it's, the weather is going to be kind of all over the place. The weather is going to be fucking perfect. It's going to be like the like high in the mid to low 70s and then lows in like the, the mid to low 60s. Like it's so like we're going to pack jeans. We're going to pack, you know, light sweaters. We're going to pack a couple of jackets and we're gonna pack raincoats rain boots we're not gonna pack some things too because we're probably gonna come back with some stuff yeah i'm i'm i buy like pasta um (laughs) like i literally thought you were gonna be like i want to buy like freaking nice ass suits and you literally (laughs) like i'm gonna buy like pasta (laughs) ah suits yeah you can get like some tailored suits over there we could probably i mean I think the dollar is good right now. (laughs) I mean, I've already told Zach, like, heads up, I do want to come back with a designer bag. I don't know by who. I don't know what. But, like, you know, they have a lot more to choose from over there and they're better priced. So, Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm going to approach it as, like, I'm packing, like, a capsule wardrobe because everywhere we're going, like, we'll be able to do laundry. And I just want to have, like, one of everything to kind of, like, rotate through. Yeah, I think generally I'm going to pack pretty light. Yeah. Oh, someone asked, are you under, on, or over budget? Um, As of right now, we are under. And I'm really, truly hoping to keep it that way because I would love to, like, just give that money back to my parents and not use it. Um, But we'll see how everything kind of shakes out in the next week and a half. Okay, someone asked, stash or not for the wedding day? Oh, well, it's too late to 
not stash it. I probably have a weird tan line if I did, <laughs> you know, because I've had it for so many months now. Yeah. I think I got to keep it. You started it right after you turned 40. So you've had it going since like I mean, I woke up, July. I woke up the next day and it was just there. Yeah. You literally woke like, up and I was like. Poof. I was like, welcome to 40. You're a <laughs> here's, stash guy. Here's your lip jacket. Here's your lip sweater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Zach is definitely going to have it. I mean, it's him. It, you know what? I feel like they're back in too. They are. I see him everywhere on younger not, guys too. Not as good as yours. I can grow a thick stash. I mean, it's it's the thickest fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to play with too. Don't stop. I know. Oh, gosh. Okay, for each of you, I already know Zach's answer. What are you most nervous about for the big day? Oh, being an emotional shit show in front of friends and family but also whatever <laughs> you know like i know it's gonna i know already know it's like i'm i'm an emotional person anyway everybody who knows me knows that so um who knows what i'm gonna look like what i'm gonna say you know how i want to be act i don't know can i ask something specific of you yeah just like let it go oh like don't try and like hold it back because you are like no i need to keep it to get like just just feel your let emotions those, let the water flow seriously <laughs> really i know what was the question nervous yeah about i don't know it's not it's not even like nervousness as a, as much as it is like you've been planning it for so long so you're like uh like you want everything to at least go the way that you've been planning for and you and it whatever way it goes will be fine but after all this time you're like i mean i hope it goes the way we've been thinking about for a freaking year yeah, you know and, yeah. and and all of the effort that we've put into it yeah and i think there's just a lot of pieces now with all the different things that we've we've put together what and all that needs to come together so maybe nervous that we forget something. I don't know. Yeah. That I would say like, that's the thing that's making me the most nervous. It's just like exactly what you said. It's like, I just want everything to go as it should. And I know that's like rare for a wedding day, but I hope that if something doesn't go the way that it should, that a, it's not obvious and B I don't know about it. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's just nerves at like, oh God, like I hope my makeup turns out okay. And like, I don't have like a freak out over my hair and like my dress zips and um, no one trips and it's like the ceremony's good. I don't know. I'm not worried about that. I mean, if someone trips, that's like one of those things. Like, oh, remember when, you know, Johnny Nick fell down the steps and if he did, it'd be hilarious. Um, (laughs) So... Uh, it's going to be fine. It's just, you know, it's, there's just so much, there's just so much mental energy that has been put into it. It's hard not to be a little bit nervous about, I guess, the whole thing. I think that's what's very much contributing to my period being late. Probably. is like that mental energy. It's like, I think I'm so nervous, excited, stressed that like, I don't even realize how intensely I'm feeling those things. Yeah. I get that. Anyway. So we have two more. Um, most unexpected cost. I would say personally, you've got a better handle on all that. Yeah. I would say not unexpected, but like how the fuck would I even know? Like 
Well, I guess it is unexpected because like, how would I even know what to expect? Because I've never done this before. But photography is not cheap. Like mm. wedding, a good wedding photographer is, I mean, they it was the most uh, costly expense besides the actual venue itself. I would say the venues. Yeah, the, I was going to say that too. Just saying that out loud surprisingly right now. Surprisingly expensive to me because... I mean, you know, I was involved with event production on a different, in a different way. It wasn't weddings in a past life. And I mean, we rented out a park for the city of Dallas for like five grand. An entire park, Revachon Park. Jesus. I think it was less than five grand. <clears throat> but, you know, and I know we went to Olana just as a, just to check it out. And that was probably the first and when she came back with how much it cost for that venue, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That was surprising. Yeah. That's um, insane. And unexpected. Now, we obviously didn't choose that, but yeah. To even know that that's what well, people are spending, that, that that's out there and, and being, you know, the cost of, of doing an event there and they're booked, you know, solid. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, um, you really, your eyes are very much. Not just them. I'm, you know, they're, they're part of the whole thing. But yeah. The, the event spaces are, whoo, that's, that's big money. And like, what's so fucked is, I mean, I've seen so many funny memes, but it's like, oh, I want to host. Oh, I swear to God, someone sent me this like the other day. They were like, um, I want to host, um, a little party. It's going to be like 80 people on a Friday night from seven until midnight. (laughs) And, and they're like, oh yeah. Okay, great. Um, that will be um five thousand dollars and they're like oh okay awesome and then the venue person is like um can i ask what the occasion is and the person's like oh it's a wedding they're like oh actually it's gonna be twenty thousand <laughs> like that's exactly it's like you put the word wedding to it right. and costs like triple quadruple it's it's a racket it's so fucking expensive yeah. so but i i would say just to like be specific i just think that you know, I, I knew that photography wasn't going to be cheap, um, but it, it it's it's a lot of money. So that's a lot of money. Um, okay. <laughs> so last question is, and I love ending on this one, is did you go through marriage counseling? And second question to that is what is your goal in marriage? Oh, wow. So no, we did not do marriage counseling. No, we've not. Um, but what's your goal in marriage, baby? Oh, goal. I don't know. It's it, goal is kind of a weird, I'd, I'd say in terms of a goal would to make sure that what we've, um, started and what we have now that we're able to maintain it as we evolve and grow and as time passes. Um, and I know it's going to change because it, it, the world changes and, you know, people change with it. Um, but the way we respect each other and we love each other now that that stays the same, um, with all those changes. And that's why we're getting married because that's what I believe. Um, and I, I would, my goal would be that that stays the same. I love that. What about you? Yeah, goal is kind of like a weird thing to put next to the My word. My goal is to yeah. trap you in the kitchen and make you make me Salisbury steak whenever I want it. <laughs> <laughs> I would say my goal 
is my goal, honestly, is for my marriage to be the easiest part of my life. Mm. Because I, I feel like, you know, there's lots of funny jokes and stuff about marriages and like, oh, like, welcome to your funeral and stuff right. like that. No, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like it either. Like, I, I know that life is hard. I know this. Mm. And relationships take work. And I don't expect things to be easy breezy and just like plug and play. My goal is, but my goal is to always look at our marriage as easy work, easy and, and pretty stress free. Um, Cause it does take work. Yes. Yes. And, you know, not naive to that. Right. But <clears throat> it shouldn't be the kind of work that you dread doing. Right. You know, like I just want, I mean, I guess, yeah, that's really it. Like it just comes down to wanting it to be something that I look forward to and, um, the most rewarding thing in my life and also to make really beautiful children with you. Let's go (laughs) right now. Right now. Okay. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, that concludes this episode. Thank you so much for sending in your questions. And uh, if you made it to the very end, then we're we're so glad. Um, I'm going to miss you guys a lot when I am in Italy. I guess actually I won't miss you a lot because I'll be in Italy. But it's going to be weird not reporting on everything every week. So I'm sure like my first one back after that is going to be insanely long and detailed. Um, But in the meantime, while I'm gone, feel free to re-listen to your past favorites and spread the word. Tell your friends and family members and coworkers and frenemies about this podcast if you think that they would enjoy it leave me a five-star rating, write a little review on Apple, follow along our adventures on my Emma's Thing Instagram, and have a really amazing October. Zach, do you want to say anything? Yeah, hopefully um, my voice was heard and I didn't sound like a a muffled, distant human. You were locked away in a basement the whole time trying to talk. Yeah. And um, uh, it was nice being on the cast again. Thanks for having me. You're uh, anytime, babe. <laughs> All right, guys, signing off as the Almost Millers. Bye. Bye.